Wake up, church. There's a war going on for the soul of our country, where the lies of the demonic control the narratives of our culture. Join your host, Gary Duncan, in search of the kingdom warriors of our time, those not afraid to speak up and walk out the word of God in the face of evil. Get ready for a supernatural impartation, a spiritual download of faith and fire into your life. Welcome to the Remnant Revolution. Welcome to Remnant Revolution Podcast. I'm Gary Duncan, your host, and I got a special guest with me today, Todd Coconado. Is that how I'll say it correctly? Coconado, yes. Coconado. Coconado. <laughs> you you have got to um, check out this guy, this this pastor. He's um, uh, he's the forefront. He's the spearhead of uh, a really a revolution of the Remnant Church. And I want you to go to his his uh, podcast. It's called the Todd coconado show yep make it and real you, easy you can find it on any any um any application apple um big spotify all those i listen to him all the time he's on fire for god i'm telling you and he's been at this a whole lot longer than i have and i'm just honored to have him on the show we're going to talk a little bit about uh really what uh god asked me a question um this past sunday morning while i was in my secret place and i love the fact you you hammer down that that <laughs> secret place time with yes, the sir. lord and um so uh, I, I just got a word and let me pull it up real quick and he just asked me and this has been on my my thinking for quite a long time and that's why i yeah. wanted you on the show because I, I may just throw a bunch of questions at you and try Please. to get some answers yeah. um he asked me, where's my church? Where's my people? And I said, and I wrote down, I said, is the church about a message or a movement? The message of teaching and studying and sermon, that's a message we hear. But right. what we need in this day and time is a movement of prayer, yeah. of, of uh, prophecy, words of knowledge, flowing in the Holy Spirit, worship. Uh, all the, the, the fivefold ministry of the church needs to be running at all five cylinders, right. teaching, prophecy, uh, words of knowledge. Uh, um, I get a little stumbled on my words sometimes, but but yeah, all of those are yeah. action words, action yeah. words. And I don't see that happening. I'm really discouraged. And, and as I hear you, you really bring me up. You help lift me up in this time that we're in about the church and calling us to arms. This is what this whole thing is about, calling to arms. My podcast is built on Ephesians 6, 10 through, through 20. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And you've got to be blind as a bat if you don't see that the spiritual evil is crushing the church in, in this country. And we need yes. people like you, Todd, out there screaming at the rooftop. So tell me what's going on in your world. I mean, give us some hope. Um, we really do need to hear where's the remnant church? Where is yeah. the church? No, it's a, it's a great question, Gary. And I just, I'm really thankful to be on and honored to be on your program. Thank you for what you're doing. And uh, I really believe, as we said, before we came on, I believe God's connecting his remnant. You know, it's like a, it's like a remnant on underground railroad is how I see it, where God is connecting key uh, people that are pressing in deeper all around the nation and world. And I believe he's setting something up for the future. So it's a great question. What, where is the body? You know, where where is the body? So I think what's happening this is a very interesting time right now. I mean, it's really unlike anything I've ever seen, probably anything unlike, you know, you've ever seen anybody that's listening. We're in a, a shaking period where uh, the church is literally being shaken. 
And I think that God is allowing this uh, for several different reasons. But one of the reasons, one of the one of the things that's happening as a result of this is there's a separation of what, like I, I like to refer in the, what the Bible says is that wheat from the chaff or the sheep from the goats or the sheep from the sheep. Even there's a, there's a big separation that's happening right now. And um, I think that the Lord is going to use this for his glory, but you know, let's just be honest. We got really apathetic as a body. We, um, we got comfortable and uh, for many years, I believe people were were really seeking that seeker friendlyism. Which you know, I mean, I understand the concept of seeker friendly churches. I understand it, but you know, a lot of people have sat in churches, and I know this because this is we we've talked to so many people who have just affirmed this, affirmed this, affirmed this. But they've sat in the churches ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and yet they've never really been taught about spiritual warfare. They've not been taught about deliverance. They've not been taught about some of the things that you were mentioning, the fivefold ministry gifting, how to operate in those things. And so what I think in the Lord's infinite mercy, he knew that if we were to go right into like the tribulation, let's say right now, we were, we're not ready. Uh, we're, we're not ready as a Western church at all. So what I, I perceive this from a spiritual standpoint, as we look through a biblical lens of what possibly could be happening. I, I see this as actually the Lord's grace. As painful as this is, as crazy of a time it is, it, it is, we're still able to technically have most of our freedoms. You know, I'm still able to go and, and preach on Sunday without some Stasi person or, you know, somebody saying, yeah. hey, you can't, you know, so I can still speak the full, you know, I, ultimately, I mean, I'm going to go to the bank later today. I'm going to run some errands. You know, I'm still, for the most part here in the United States, a free person, Right. But of course, we're seeing an infringement on our, on our rights and religious liberties in the Constitution. We'll get to some of that. But so we're, we're in this like it's like a middle. It's kind of a weird, you know, because we're, we're seeing tyranny try to push itself on us. We're seeing, you know, the spirit of Antichrist rising. Many of us are very concerned about many of the developments in the world. But at the same time, it still hasn't happened to where some of these things that were were hopefully won't happen, but we're seeing could develop worse. It hasn't yet. So we're in this like middle period. And I think it's the Lord's grace to teach us and allow us to become true remnant warriors, to become people that understand how to go deeper, how to press in, how to go to the secret place, how to understand the word of God and hide it in our heart. Um, and so, you know, if, if we're if we're in alignment with the perfect will of the Lord right now, and we're hearing from the Holy Spirit, that's what the Lord is telling us, go deeper, press in, uh, pray this through, you know, certain things that the Lord has spoke to me, and I believe to many of you, so that's what I feel the desire. So, so the body, it, it's almost like we're coming out from among them. We're coming out from the, the, the ch church of Laodicea. We're coming out from compromise. We're coming out from apathy. We're coming out from complacency. And we're developing into the church without spot no wrinkle, which is the church that the Lord will come back for, uh, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, like the church of Philadelphia. So that, that's what I see happening, if that makes sense, you know? Well, one thing that, as you're saying that, there, it's almost like um, as you're trying to come out of this, whether you might be in a church that's not really uh, speaking of the time that we're in, and there's almost a sense of oppression of people that believe in, in a more activist way or, or just more political way of like, look, this is what's going on in our country and the church isn't talking about it. Right. And we're not hearing it from the pulpits. And I, like today, I just read, I think it was an Epoch Times that, that the, uh, um, the House just uh, passed a bill yep. that pretty much is going to undo abortion. I mean, to the extent that you're like, this is barbarism. That's right. 
and and to me the church in general the church that should be the first topic of discussion that come this sunday right because i'm like you know wh where's the church when we're killing babies by the millions yes. and 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 we're allowing this evil administration to push this stuff you know, I get, I get hit up all the time because, you know, yeah. I'm too political, you know, we can't right. talk about it. Well, we're in the shape we're in because the church has bowed out of this culture that's and right. we've not engaged in this culture. Yeah. And, and that's why this, your, your podcast and what you're doing in your ministry and all just gives me hope is that that message has got to get out. God put it on my heart five years ago about a battleship. You know, and what does the battleship do? It destroys things. It destroys evil. But we're stuck in a harbor, a broken down harbor somewhere, yeah. and just just stuck. Yeah. And we're we're created to to fight, to right. fight for these unsaved and to fight for the lost. And we're not. And I'm I'm can be as guilty as that as any. Yeah. And uh, we just need that Holy Spirit uh, fire to 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 get us going. That's right. Um. So. Talk a little bit about the, the pastor in Canada. I, I followed him somewhat. And then, man, I mean, if, if we don't, if the church doesn't see what's going on right now, right, what's going to happen in five years or 10 years when they permanently close us down? You know, yes. YouTube, right now, YouTube has yep. said anything with the vaccine that they feel like is false information, they're going to shut it down. That's right. what, are the, what about when they decide that anything that's preached of God's word we're going to shut it down. Is yeah. it that point that we're going to stand up and start raising a little, you know what? Right, right. I know. So no, at so what point is enough? What, what, what you're saying, and see, that resonates with me and it resonates with what I call remnant people, because it's like we all have this urgency. Like I, I could sit next to you on a plane. Maybe I never met you before. And then, you know, you're speaking my language because the Lord's speaking similar things. It's amazing. Even some of the things you just said. But, you know, I think the problem, there's so many, but one of them is, is this whole separation of church and state nonsense. That was a letter to the Danbury Baptist Church from Thomas Jefferson. He was saying that, that the government was going to stay out of the church's business. And this is, unfortunately, we've embraced this. And there's a lot of people worried about their 501c3, and they think that if they speak politically. But first of all, that's not going to happen, number one. And, and if it does, oh, well, you know, that's how I look at it. Like, if the Lord, you know, somehow allows that to happen with me, then you know what? I'm not going to change one bit. Gary. I'm going to speak mm -hmm. exactly like I'm speaking now. And I'll just say, well, the Lord's going to take care of my needs according to his riches and glory. And, you know, he takes care of the birds there and the fish of the sea. He's going to take care of me. And that's it. I'm going to keep going. But see, we, we've got to kill these fears because the whole thing is these are not political issues. When you mention abortion, that's the killing of the innocent. You know, we're talking in the tunes of millions, 60, what is it? 65 million babies that have been killed since Roe v. Wade here in the United States, 65 million. Think about that amount of lives and the same people that are saying they care about life. And that's why you have to take this vaccine are the same people that could care less about that, that number that I just mentioned in, in New York city, there's more, African-American babies that are killed each year on an annual basis than are born. And these are not political issues. These are issues of, of morality and biblical common sense. You know, these are things that we need to be speaking, but for whatever reason. And so they've taken these issues like abortion, like marriage, like gender, all these different things that are biblical issues based on the word of God. And, they, and people are saying they're political now, but we have to put it back in perspective. These are not political. These are issues that the word of God talks about that we as pastors and we as people of God, doesn't matter if you're a pastor or not, we have to speak about these things. And this is what empowers us. So, you know, we got to understand that we can't be censored 
or silence now, because to your point, if we allow this encroachment on our First Amendment right, and by the way, our Second Amendment, our Third Amendment, because they're coming for them all, yeah. you better believe that it, the, the more we give, the more they'll take. And freedom is not easily won back. It's If you go to any you know national graveyard around the country, you see all those white uh, you know headstones there. Those are people that fought for this nation. It has a cost. And so if we just sit here and think it's not going to come to our doorstep, I guarantee you, person of God, it will come. Listen, they already think biblical Christianity is hate. Okay, I said something very matter of fact the other day. I said, Jesus would not take the vaccine. Jesus would not wear a mask. I had mainstream media quoting me and saying that I was an extremist because I said that. How ridiculous. I mean, Jesus is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He doesn't need a chemical substance from a a billion dollar pharmaceutical company. He doesn't need to. He he laid hands on the sick. He touched the lepers and healed them. And he says, by the way, that we can do the same. And so uh, I think there needs to be a real aha moment here, like you said, Gary, where people understand that, you know what? We've got to we've got to speak out on these things and we got to push back. And if we don't, then I'm going to tell you, we're going to lose our freedoms here. We're going to we're going to end up like Arthur, right? Yes. Arthur up in Canada. Tell us a little bit. How's he how's he doing? So he's a he's a dear friend. I was just with him. Uh, his name is Pastor Arthur Pulowski, and he is uh, the pastor of Street Church Canada. And uh, what happened with him is during the initial stages of the pandemic, he you know, he's a he's of Polish descent. And he lived through the former uh, Soviet Union and he, you know, saw a very similar eerie. He, he was like, I can't believe this is happening in Canada. I can't, you know, so he, he decided to have services. And I don't know if you guys recall the viral video where the police actually came to his church and he was like, Nazis, Nazis. Get out. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I loved it. It was powerful, man. And I'll tell you, you know what? They actually listened and they left that day. But they did come back and eventually arrest him. And uh, the charges that he's been facing are the most ridiculous of charges. They're about assembling together with the saints. You know, they're about uh, baptizing his daughter. Just things that, that, you know, should not be. I mean, it's unbelievable that this is considered criminal in this day and age. But uh, this so, you know, he was in the States and he went around to like, oh, my gosh, so many meetings and churches and gatherings and, and just warned Americans, look, this is what's happening in Canada. And this is coming for America, just like it's happening in Australia. It's happening in Israel. And so he's been a warning. But, you know, what happened was, Gary, he had to go back because he had to face his giants. And he felt like if I didn't go back, then I would be a hypocrite because I could bring my wife and family down here. But he really felt like, you know, he's been out there saying fight, fight, stand, stand. He's got to go. So he went home on I think it was Sunday evening. And it was like a middle of the night. You know, he got he got arrested right when he got on the tarmac. Um, you know, they said he had no warrants, but apparently miraculously, all of a sudden there was warrants and uh, they arrested him for like not wearing a mask and some pending charge or something. And so so then he's in the in the jail cell and he said that people came and they were blowing the shofar outside and he was in the jail cell healing, hearing the shofar. And, uh, you know, miraculously, again, this was a real miracle. Uh, you know, they let him out that night in the middle of the night. And so he was able to go home and spend some time with his family, but he is still awaiting uh, his sentencing on those other pending charges right now. So we're going to have to see how it develops, but everybody needs to watch this. This is a Western country, very similar to the United States, a pastor. And by the way, we've had this happen here in the United States too, where pastors have been arrested and fined. And, uh, and so it, it should be a big alarm bell for all of us. As we watch this, we need to be praying for him. Do you see a difference between kind of we're in, we're both in Nashville in the Bible Belt as they call it? Do you see a difference in, in just the, the the mentality, the the 
vocalness of the churches here versus in California, wherever, kind of where you've traveled a lot. Because I feel like we're we're in this bubble of everything. It's weird. It's because re- I feel like I'm in a different world than. And and the only one you, way you find out if there's a different world, you have to go on YouTube. You have to wa- read the you know Epoch Times and these things, and you have to learn about what's going on across the street behind. And a lot of people will say, "Well, don't worry, but that's not your business. You know, you just need to work on your stay with your family and, and just stay in your little bubble." And I'm gonna have grandkids one day, yes. and I don't want them to look back and go, "Well, Daddy, what did you do when all communism took over the country?" Well, I was going fishing, enjoying life, watching, you know, we went to a soccer game last night and, you know, it's just, it's just a different world. And, and you, it's kind of like, you can't go back to that, you know, so many times I want to just say, heck with it all. I'm just going to go to church, say my thing and go home and live my life. And that's so much of an easy road. Yeah, no, we can't. We got it. We got to be active. The Bible says occupy until he comes. Faith without works is dead. Uh, We are in a battle. The battle is a battle of light versus darkness. It's not Republican versus Democrat. It's it it couldn't be more clear. And if you're not seeing it, I would highly encourage you to go into prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to show you with, you know, eyes of understanding and, and wisdom and discernment. Because this is key, Gary, we've got to be walking in discernment right now and understand that there there is a a massive increase in this. I like to call it the spirit of Antichrist. You know, I really believe that's what it is, where we're seeing the hour is late. And, uh, you know, this the the ultimate thing is they want to come after biblical Christianity. That's that's really what this comes down to. And you better believe it's coming like a freight train. And, you know, I can tell you, I mean, uh, there's some things that I've said recently publicly that I've, I've noticed that have gotten media attention that are just basic core doctrine of Christianity. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, these things are now being called extremist hate speech. And so uh, th- we have to understand we're going to have to hold the line here. And uh, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, quote, quote uh, different scriptures and, you know, uh, Romans 13 and things, you know, we have to obey the government. But, you know, you don't obey the government when the government causes you to go against the word of God. The word of God is the authority. And by the way, the law of this land is the Constitution. It's not these tyrannical ordinances. You know, the way that the the, the system is set up here in the states, at least, is, you know, the Congress is supposed to make the laws. The state legislators are supposed to make the laws, not some person in, you know, it's overreaching their position and making some ordinance around the regular structure of law. And that's what's happened here is that they're going against the constitution, Gary. And I'll tell you, we've been fighting uh, this entire time, you know, for pastors that have come under attack and have gotten fined. And when it gets to the Supreme court, uh, they end up winning because, you know, we, we have the right to gather. We have the right to assemble. And by the way, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembly together of the brethren. So, you know, we're meant to assemble. We have that right. According to the constitution, the constitution is the law of the land. And uh, you know, by the way, our founders believed in unalienable rights which are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They believe these rights were given to us by God, not by government, by God. And so uh, thank God for our founders and thank God that they made our laws and the, and the system of government with the three branches to also the states have a lot of power and a lot of rights. And that's why you're not seeing some of the very egregious things that you're seeing in Australia and Canada and other places, because these governors, like Governor Lee, for instance, and others, they have authority to push back against the tyrannical mandates that are unconstitutional. So that's what we're seeing play out here. I mean, obviously, Ron DeSantis has been very vocal. Um, you know, you have Texas governor. I mean, there's some that have been out there more than others. Uh, Christy Nome. 
But but, you know, for the most part, that's we have to be pushing back on the local level and on the state level and, and realizing what the Constitution actually says and understanding those unalienable rights. Yes. And uh, you're the president of the uh, Religious Liberties Coalition. Yes. And a nonprofit national coalition of pastors and ministry leaders. So I don't do you are you familiar with Rick Green and the Patriot Academy? Guys, I've heard them, yeah. okay, yeah. I've uh, our our couple of our people in our church have have been taking a biblical citizenship class. Yeah. Oh, it'll it'll blow your mind. I'm like, I, I'm I'm kind of ashamed of how ignorant I was of the Constitution and how our country was was founded, and it's, it, that is such a an awesome uh, just class that teaches you really that God created this country and and right. from the Pilgrims all the way up. And uh, they have a, a, a Constitution Live class that we're going through as well. It's a little more in depth. But I'm telling you, it, 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 the church is a sovereign entity of this country. And I think it was Madison maybe that said that uh, there's two principle, founding principles of our country and it's morality and religion. And he said, if those two fall, we're done with. Well, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with horrible morality and they're attacking our religion. And so... It, you know, just as a, as a, what, what do you do in that specific, uh, are you, tell, tell me a little bit about, I guess, the Religious Liberties Coalition and what you're doing yeah, there. You know, we, we have, I like to call it the trifecta. So I got remnant.news, which is a, a blog site about news that the mainstream media is not reporting on. We can get information out. I got toddcoconaw.com and the podcast, and then we have the Religious Liberty Coalition. The, and the coalition is really meant to empower pastors and people that are in ministry positions to know they're not alone. Uh, there used to be something called the Black Robe Regiment. I don't know if you've heard yes. of that, Gary. But yes, Dan we're, Fisher. We're basically, yeah, we're, we're in need of a, of a Black Robe Regiment today where pastors understand this isn't about politics. We're not out here being some big political people, but we're standing for the, the, the common sense morality, biblical morality and, and the values that this nation was founded on. This nation, actually, we made a covenant to God and uh, this nation was established in that covenant, a covenant to God. And so we have to, you know, return to that return. I really believe we need to repent. You know, I've been reading Joel chapter two, which is amazing. And also second Chronicles seven fourteen, quite a bit. Uh, but I believe we need to turn from our wickedness and, and return to our first love, Jesus Christ. And, you know, something else that we should all take note of, uh, there was a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he was mm -hmm. a pastor in uh, Nazi Germany right before the Nazis really gained power. And then during that time. And he, he had a vision from the Lord, and he was concerned at what he saw happening where the Jews were being singled out, and they were basically being, you know, people were being told they're, you know, they're unhealthy, they're, they're the problem, they're the, you know, financially the problem. And so every, all societies, uh, you know, qualms was basically blamed on the Jews, and the people were buying into it, the church was buying into it. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer was saying, no, 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 something's very wrong here. And he was kind of like a voice in the wilderness. But the problem is, even though there were some people that were willing to stand with him, there wasn't enough, Gary. And what happened was he ended up dying and being a martyr. And uh, only right before the allies actually came in to where he was, he, I mean, literally a couple of weeks in between, he would have he would have lived. But he stood for something. And we need to learn because history tends to repeat itself. And we have to learn from history. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. What we're seeing and experiencing right now is a very similar thing where the unvaccinated people are being called out. You know, we're being uh, told we're lower, you know, lower class now, you know, uh, treat the vaccinated first, you know, and, uh, you know, the health insurance is going to be more expensive if you're unvaccinated and you could lose your job and you, know, you have to have these vaccine passports. I mean, this is a caste system that they're trying to put into 
into effect here. And, you know, there's something called the Nuremberg Code, by the way, which completely goes against this, which, by the way, we signed on to. So uh, these are very, very scary things. And if, if people aren't seeing this, I'm concerned because I think, you know, we really need to see this and for what it is. And, and now is the time to stand. And when people do stand up and they push back, it shows these tyrants. It's a very small group of elites. It shows them that, you know what, we're not going to we're not going to stand for this. We're more than you. There's more of us. When we start saying no and we stand up is when this stops. So I think that everybody should see there's a major urgency. We should be sounding the alarm, like you said, on the rooftops right now saying, look, we can stop this. But if we do nothing, we're going to go into full blown tyranny very soon here. And it could take us into many, many years of darkness. And so, uh, you know, it's a defining moment. It's a defining moment. I'm believing and I'm hopeful that the saints of God, that the remnant uh, are going to rise up and are going to call upon the name of the Lord and going to repent like Nineveh instead of Sodom and Gomorrah, and that we're going to do what we're meant to do and that we're going to see a true if my people moment here in the United States and subsequently around the world. Uh, but we, we need to do this. If we don't do it, we're in trouble, Gary. Yeah, great, great word. I know you got to be running here. And um, uh, I, I do appreciate your time and all. It, it's, it's a call to arms. It's like in the book of Nehemiah where they're, they're building the wall. Yes. And with one hand, they got a trial that they're building with. And the other hand, they got a sword. And I feel like that's where we are. In the, in the, and basically what I'm seeing is just the church is building. They're not, yep. they're not warring in the other hand. And, it, and it's tough because I see the other side. I see people that may not necessarily be the, the model Christian are out front you know, out front talking about it. And I'm like, and I keep hearing that. Where's the church? Where's the church? I'm the church. You're the church. That's it. Every individual is the church. They have the fivefold ministry within them, the Holy spirit within them. So they can be doing this, but we need leaders that will help us lead the charge. You know, if we're, if we don't see them, then maybe we become the leader and through the Holy spirit, we can do that. I'm just one person, you know, excuse me. So what can I do? You know, uh, kind of creative. So I'll start a podcast and, That's right. you know, hopefully we'll get millions of people listening, but you know, one person standing on the wall, you know, yes. we've got to stand. Each person has their own calling for the wall to be That's on right. that wall. And, and you're on the forefront. You're the, to me, you're the spearhead of the remnant church. And, and I definitely appreciate what you do. And everybody needs to go check out his, his Instagram, your, your telegram. I'll have all this in the show notes, but Instagram, telegram, and uh, especially your podcast, because it's definitely one to hear and to one to be inspired with. And just God bless you, sir. And keep God up bless the good you, work. Gary. I appreciate you, man. I'm so thankful that we're connected. And I know the Lord is doing something special. And, and, and thank you for your heart to do something. You know, this is it, man. People say every day, what can I do? What can I do? And exactly what you're doing is answering the call upon your life. You know, getting out there, being a voice. You know, there's so many different things we can do. Uh, there's certain things that God has given us as a body. Go out, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them the ways of the Word of God. But, you know, all of us have individual calls, too, of things that we can do. And so uh, whatever your question is, you say, Todd, I don't know what to do. You know, ask the Lord, call upon the Lord. I believe he's going to give you visions and dreams. And, uh, and so anyway, thank you, Gary, for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Remnant Revolution. If you liked what you heard, please leave a comment and rating in iTunes and Google Play. This helps us get heard by more people. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and family. Be sure to visit www.remnantrevolution.org to join the conversation 
access the show notes, and keep up to date on important events and programming. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Remnant Revolution. Until next time, armor up, stand up, and speak up.